Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. You're listening to a special edition of the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast called Your Last Decade. I thought it'd be fun to talk to a few friends about what life was like for them 10 years ago, how life has changed, what the year 2010 brought them, what the last decade has brought them, and what they hope for over the next 10 years. Friends, congratulations. We have made it to another month. It is May 1st. We made it. And for those of us in Texas, it's slowly looking like we can, with caution and good safety first practices, begin to live out in our city again. I hope wherever you are listening to this podcast today that you are doing well and staying healthy in the midst of this crazy time that we are living. We have some fun news for you today. May is officially birthday month around here. It is the happy hours birthday. It is my personal birthday. It is Lindsay's personal birthday. And bonus, it's my son Amos's birthday in May as well. So much to celebrate this month. And we're going to celebrate, let me tell you. This month, we're going to have some awesome giveaways, bonus content shared via our newsletter, merch shop giveaways, YouTube channel, new shows coming at you. Plus, we're throwing a birthday party and you're invited. If you are not subscribed to the newsletter, do it today, jamieivy.com slash newsletter. This way, you don't miss anything. You know when the birthday party is because you don't want to miss it. Also, we send out a Friday newsletter called Five Things to Tell You. You're going to love that as well. To kick off our May month celebration, we wanted to highlight that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We put together a post sharing six of our past episodes where our guests share their stories and the importance of mental health care. We at the Happy Hour want to help break the stigma and awkwardness around discussions about mental health. While one in five people will experience a mental illness during their lifetime, every one of us face challenges in life that can impact our mental health. This is why we think it's important to keep talking about it, to continue to learn about tools to help with coping, to continue to have guests on that are willing to share their stories, and to be reminded that God is present in the midst of it all. Visit jamieivy.com slash celebrate. That's where you're going to find a blog post that tells all about our birthday month celebrations and the past episodes from Happy Hour Guests talking about mental health that we think you would enjoy listening to. All right, let's get to today's show. Today's guest for the Your Last Decade is... Emma May Jenkins. Now, what's exciting about Emma May is that 10 years ago, she was 11. Yes, she was the age of some of your siblings and daughters and grandchildren. She is a burst of sunshine, literally bursting through the computer. And we chatted full of so much joy. We chat how Emma learned early on that God is the same, no matter how changing her life became. She shares with us the unique perspective that she's had growing up in the era of social media and how the gifts that God has given her, they're to be used by her, but they do not determine who she is, that her identity is rooted not in what she's doing, but who created her. Friends, last week we told you that we wanted to help you celebrate the people in your life who are missing out on celebrations this May. They're missing them probably because of COVID-19. We would love to highlight your celebration moments this month to make it extra special for the ones that you love. Send us your videos of celebrations, messages to your loved ones, shout out to those who are hitting a milestone this month and maybe you cannot be there to celebrate. Email podcast at jamieivy.com with the subject May celebrations. We want to try to use as 
many as easy as we can in an upcoming YouTube video this May. So get those videos into us as quickly as you can. And then make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss them. YouTube.com slash Jamie Ivy. I'll give you an example. Both my boys are missing eighth grade graduation. So I would film myself in a video and I would say, Deacon and Amos, your mama loves you. And I'm so sorry that you missed eighth grade graduation. We're going to celebrate you at home. And then I would send it in to podcast at jamieivy.com. It's easy, guys. Join us. Send in those videos. All right, friends. Here's my conversation with the sweetest little ray of sunshine, Emma Mae Jenkins. Emma Mae, welcome to the special edition of The Happy Hour called Your Last Decade. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so thankful to be here. (laughs) Well, I'm excited that you're here. And this is, as you know, I just said that this is the Your Last Decade. And you are... Am, am I going to get my numbers right? You're 22 years old right now. 21, actually. I gave you another year. I'm so sorry about that. You did. I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> yes, yes. And so your last decade has been through a lot of our transformative years. And so we're going to jump into that. But first, I want you to introduce everyone and tell them what does your life look like today? Like actually right now during COVID-19, coronavirus, <laughs> worldwide pandemic, stuck in our houses. What does life look like for MMA right now? Life is actually stellar right now. I'm a sophomore in college at Liberty University studying women's leadership. But because of everything happening with COVID-19, I am now back at home in Arkansas with my family, which is such a gift, just getting to have that extra unexpected time with them, getting to do things I don't normally have time to do. But also, I actually got engaged last week. And so I'm like on the moon right now and beyond it because the Lord is just so faithful and sweet. And I'm getting to eventually marry the man that is beyond my wildest dreams. And he lives three minutes down the road from me. And so that's just been a treasure, like getting to celebrate that and ah, just having the time of my life, getting to see the Lord's heart in this season, because I think he reveals different parts of himself in different seasons. And I'm getting to see his pursuit and his his character as our groom and us as his bride in a special way that I didn't when I wasn't in this season. So it's just a sweet time to be alive. (laughs) Well, congratulations. I will tell you that. I was actually wondering how you got engaged during, um, you know, self-quarantine, but he lives three minutes down the road because I knew you were a college student. So I had all these questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you this later. Do not answer, but keep in mind, I want to know, are you guys high school sweethearts? Don't tell me now. Don't tell me now. We're going to get to it when we talk through your last decade, but (laughs) congratulations. I may have been married almost 19 years and always say that my marriage to Aaron is one of God's just sweetest gifts to me. And so congratulations on that. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's go back. This is where we talk about the last Mm -hmm. 10 years of our life. And if you're 21, 10 years ago, you were 11. And for a lot of my listeners, I would say that you're on the uh, younger spectrum of my listeners. And so maybe some of us are thinking, wow, this seems like a long time ago for me to think about when I was 11. But I love the perspective that we get from every single stage of our life. And when we look back on 10 years, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you were 11 or 52, 10 years ago, you can still see God moving in your life. And so let's go back. What was life like for you 10 years ago? This is so fun to think about because I remember being 11 and that was like fourth grade, 
hardcore Taylor Swift listening to fearless. <laughs> that was also the time in my life where my family started moving a lot. So I grew up moving. So I moved from Louisiana to Arkansas. And in that year, I was about to to move down to Florida. So there was a lot of transitioning happening in that time of my life. And so I definitely think that the Lord was like teaching me how to trust him as he would take our family to different places, that he would be the same even in a different place. And so that was really where I was in that fun time, changing schools, figuring out kind of who I am, what I love, learning to be confident in that. And getting to just be with my family as we truly would go truly from state to state and meeting different people. So I also was learning how to adapt and how to be bold because I was going and just meeting new people in an environment I had never been in. And so learning how to, how to be myself whenever I'm in encountering new faces and making friends with new people. And um, so that was also something really sweet that God was teaching me is how to simply make friends. <laughs> what was causing, what was the, was it your parents' job? What was the transition that you guys were mm -hmm. moving around so often? Yes. My mama, literally a rock star, like one of the coolest humans I know. And she works with Walmart. And so that's actually why we're in Arkansas now, because that's the home base of Walmart. But for every move that we went through growing up, it was because my mom worked with Walmart. So that was the avenue that God used to move our family. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was in Walmart last summer, mm -hmm. MMA, during the shareholders week. And so I was in uh, Springdale and Fayetteville yes. and during that. And so I got uh -huh. to of the things that the Walmart was, I call it the Walmart. So just in case you didn't understand that, I call it the Walmart. All the things that the Walmart was doing in, uh, you know, Northwest Arkansas. Okay. You know, I think that's interesting to think about because there are seasons mm -hmm. in our life and I'll say this is that I thought that when I got older, that friendships would be super easy. And what I've learned is that friendships are hard sometimes, no matter what stage of life that you're in. And you mm -hmm. are brought up a good point about how, when we're younger, you were in fourth grade, when you were having to learn how to build new friendships and to trust that God was going to be with you wherever you went. And I, I find that so interesting because that seems like such a big person type of a learning curve of, I need to learn that God's going to be with me wherever. To me as a mom to kids is to know that God works in fourth grade little girls' hearts and reminding them <laughs> that he is true. So I want to know um, from you, when did you start to follow Jesus? Because as a fourth grader, mm -hmm. if you say, I'm going to trust you with these moves, that's a very mature thing. And so I want to hear from you. What did it look like for you? When did you start following Jesus? Oh, that's like one of my favorite questions ever. So we lived in North Alabama, half of third grade and fourth grade for me. Then we moved down to Florida and I lived there fifth, sixth and seventh grade. And then we moved to Birmingham, Alabama, and I lived there eighth and ninth grade. But that was when I took, I really would, this is the way I would put it into words is that I took ownership of my faith. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a home that we feared the Lord. As for us in our house, he was the center. And like truly don't remember a time in my life that I didn't love Jesus and I didn't believe in him and believe that he is who he says he is and he did what he claimed to do. Like that that was just that was the environment of our home. And so genuinely don't remember a time that that wasn't what I believed. 
But there is a time in everyone's life where you have to take ownership for what it is that you're going to believe whenever you're no longer under the roof, whenever you're responsible for making your own decisions, what's going to be the foundation from which you're making those decisions. You get to decide that. And I remember when I was in eighth grade, so I'm 14 now, and I was sitting on my bed and I, Jamie, I was honestly, I was in tears because I was in a season where I was very kind and loving to everyone around me, but very hard on Emma, had Mm -hmm. set the standard of perfection on myself. No one had set that on me, but it was almost as though I didn't even know what grace was. Like I just, I didn't know how to forgive myself. And so it was almost as though I was afraid of my own thoughts because I was afraid that if I had a bad thought, what do I do with it? Because I'm not supposed to have those, mm-hmm. you know, which is very unrealistic. And it's what the gospel invades. And so, but that's where I was. And it was just heavy. So I was sitting on my bed in tears and my dad walks in the room, which is a very repetitive theme in my life. The fact that our father will step in, but my dad walks in the room and he's like, Emma, what's up? And something I love about our home is that nothing was taboo. Like it was a safe place. You didn't have to pretend. It was just four walls of safety where you could talk about anything on the table. And so I was just telling everything about it to him. And he pointed at my bookshelf. And on my bookshelf was my Bible. And he was like, Emma, when was the last time you just spent time alone in the word with the Lord? And I mean, we went to church every Sunday, involved in youth group, loved me some people, loved the Lord. But I honestly was like, I don't remember Like, I don't remember the last time. And he said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be there standing with you, holding your hand. It's only going to be you and him. And he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And then my dad left the room just to let me be alone with the Lord in, in my thoughts. And I sat and I opened up a devotional book. Wasn't even the first page of it because I hadn't been reading it. It was just the introduction. And in the intro of this devotional book, it was talking about a God girl. And it was like, the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does to listen to what it is her father's wanting to tell her. And the tears of heaviness turned into like tears of excitement as I began to just tell the Lord, I just want to know you. Like, you're not going to say depart from me for you never did everything perfectly or depart from me for you never met a certain standard of enough, but just that I had a relationship with you. And that began the most wild and I'm still on it, sweet, hard, but worth it journey ever. And I'm, I'm just so, so thankful. But that was really, that was whenever I took ownership and it became my walk with Jesus. That's so beautiful the way you tell that story. And I think about that because my kids are growing up in a home where the truth is spoken and we believe the things that Jesus said and the things that he did and the things he's going to do. But my biggest, one of my biggest prayers for my kids is that they will have a moment where they can know this faith is actually mine. Like I trust in this for myself and not Mm -hmm. just because my parents have told it to me and because it feels like the right thing to do, but it is actually their uh, true faith. Okay. So you did move a lot because you just listened the three states that you were in. You're in Alabama now, eighth and ninth grade, and you start believing and trusting in Jesus for yourself. Like this is your own faith. Um, what did high school look yeah. like for you? How was high school for MMA and um, what did God show you in those years? Wow. I loved high school. So high school, my ninth grade, my first year of high school was in Alabama. And then the summer before my sophomore year, we moved to Arkansas. That was the hardest move for me. That like every other move 
was so easy, honestly, for me. Like I was so excited to just go and meet people, make new friends, have a new room. Like everything about it made me smile. But this one was just tough. And I remember the summer before, like we were, I was about to go to a school of like a little over 4,000 students whom I didn't know a single one of them. And so I was, I remember sitting in my room and I was just like in tears. I was like, mom, I'm so scared. Like I just feel so alone. And my mom was just encouraging me that like, why why would God bring us here and not have people who are going to love you? And I remember the night before, like the very night before school started, and it was just like this shift took place because I realized I was so afraid because I was focused on whether or not I was going to make friends. I was focused on what people were going to think of me. And I realized love is not self-seeking. And so whenever I shifted my gaze to the Lord, I became so confident in who I was in Him, and I became so confident and excited to go love people because when I took the focus off of myself, I was able to be excited to go love. And so the night before, I remember I was praying over my future hubby. I was praying over students I had been classmates with in my past states. I was praying for students I had yet to meet. I was praying for my brother and what his experience was going to be like as he was going into, I think, sixth or seventh grade at the time. Like, And so it was really cool. Like, I truly believe that was when God deepened my faith in that move in a way that I didn't experience in the previous moves because it required me to not depend on my own understanding and just trust Him. And so that was coming in. And again, up until this point, I've been seeking the Lord in His Word for about two years now. And so like, whenever you know Him and you are walking with Him, you can't help but tell other people about him. And so God put it on my heart to start sharing him on social media along with the hallways of school and inside my home and in the grocery store and anywhere I went. But he also put social media on my heart. He's like, Emma, why not share me here too? And so for two years up until this point, if God put a message on my heart, that's what my caption was. Like I just wanted him to be made known in every platform he gave me. And my social media was a typical high schooler social media at the time as far as followers goes. In 10th grade, when I moved to Arkansas, that was when a lot of cyberbullying began. So a lot of online bullying started happening. And I I didn't know what a meme was until I became one. A lot of curse words, I didn't know that they were curse words until I saw them on my screen being notified. Like it was, it was definitely like another level that our family had never experienced. But something that I love that my family did, my mom and dad, they were very intentional not to shield me from what was happening. Like they weren't like, okay, well, let's take away Instagram because we don't want this happening to our baby girl. Of course, that mama papa bear came out. But instead of taking that route of shielding, they took the route of equipping. And what our family did was we really leaned into Ephesians 6, realizing that people aren't our enemy, that our enemy who is against us is in the spiritual realms. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. So what an incredible opportunity to be equipped in truth because they knew that eventually I would be out from under this roof, continuing to live out the gospel, meaning that hatred would come. So why not be equipped in this time how to handle it in love and in truth? And so that also became a norm of our home of like, 
things would go viral or people would comment. People would be tagging other people so that together they could watch these videos or whatever what would be happening. We would just be excited because we realized what the enemy is intending to harm, to make insecure, to stop. God actually is intending for good, for the saving of many lives. And so that started in high school and not all of the platform that he's giving me on social media, but the majority of it has come through what intended to be bullying. It's now like <laughs> being elevated to glorify himself. And now it's just more people we get to love on. And so that was happening throughout high school. And with that, you have homecoming and you have student council and you've got soccer practices. And we hosted a foreign exchange student during that time who came to know the Lord when she was with us. And like, it's true. I call her my Swister because she's from Switzerland and she's my best friend ever. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. High school was, I learned so much about who God is and his people and I honestly loved high school. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s, if you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for you right now about high school, okay, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I yeah. know I have some high school girl listeners. I know who they are. Shout out to them right now. But I also have a lot of mamas who are parenting high school girls, and high school can actually be really hard. You touched on, even though you loved high school so much, you touched on the hardness that it brought with it as well. And girls are finding themselves and their voices and their identity and they're trying so hard to find where they fit in, who they fit in with, what they're going to do. And a lot of times that can lead some people closer to the Lord. But honestly, you know this, uh, you experience it. It can also mm -hmm. cause people to do things that 
they were probably going to regret when they're later. It's probably not a true indication of their character because they are just struggling so much. So two questions for you. You touched on this a little bit, so I don't need you to rephrase what you already did because it was beautiful what your family did. But I want you to speak to the high school girl Mm -hmm. who might be listening and might be struggling. You know, I'm thinking of a particular woman who I know she is a high school girl and she might be struggling to really understand her identity or believe that she matters. And that is because she's hearing things that aren't true from our high school girlfriends. And so what are some of the things that you did or that you can encourage that girl as she's listening and she's in high school and she's walking through those struggles right now? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Cause that's real. That's real. I think something really powerful about finding your voice in the midst of all the other voices is first and foremost, knowing the voice of the Lord. Like I cannot truly know my voice and know who I am if I don't know the one who made me. He is the one who reveals to me the beauty and the importance and the purpose of myself and of my voice. And so whenever I know him, well, an overflow of that is I know me and it begins to quiet the voices around me. Like he promises, one of his promises is that he will quiet our hearts with his love and rejoice over us with loud singing. But I can only really live by that voice whenever I'm choosing to seek that voice first. And so one thing I just ultimately encourage you is whoever is listening and to myself and to you, Jamie, just like whoever needs to hear this is that we are like who God says we are. And I know who he says we are by going to his word that his word says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we are made in his image for such a time as this, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, that we are sealed by his promised Holy Spirit by believing in his son, that choosing us was something he found delight in doing. Like I know these things because he has said these things. And so something I encourage is, are we spending time in his word? Because I can't expect to have confidence in his voice if I'm not sitting with him, getting to know his voice. And sometimes when we go to the word, it can be like intimidating. I've had people ask like, how do you study the word? Like, where do you even start? And something I simply encourage is to take, you can kind of see it in my room, (laughs) but like take like just one verse this week, just one. And write it down and let that be your verse of the week and put it somewhere that you will see it every day, whether that be on your mirror, your door, your car, your refrigerator, let it be somewhere that you will be reminded of it daily and be intentional to pray over it, speak it out loud. And not only will that verse start to be hidden in your heart, but whenever other voices start to come, what you have the strengthen the muscle of is going to be the response to that voice. And so if you're having voices tell you that you're not beautiful, but you've been reminding yourself daily that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you're going to say, wait, but God says in Psalm 139, 14, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And watch as, as you choose to seek him first, the strength in your belief and the confidence in that belief it will begin to diminish the lies of the enemy in a way that you didn't even believe could take place. And so one, just that that's who you are. But two, walking that out looks like, are you seeking it first? So good and so helpful to, um, honestly, anybody. This is not just a, advice for 15 and 16 and 17 year olds. This is advice for any woman who's listening is that to really, really believe and trust that what God says about you is true. Okay. So Emma, you're in mm-hmm. high school. These platforms that you have are developing. What was developing faster, YouTube or Instagram? 
Instagram. Instagram, okay, Instagram. definitely. Instagram, definitely. Okay. So was there, um, I, I know that social media platforms can be scary sometimes. It can be hard for, you know, adults. How mm-hmm. were you dealing with being a quote unquote regular teenage girl, but also with a really big platform on Instagram? So my dad asked me this question one time and I thought that this was so powerful. He said, Emma, I want you to take away all of the platforms. Like, author, speaker, YouTuber, social media influencer, at the time, girlfriend, um, like all, all of these different titles that we have. He said, who are you when all those things are gone? And he said, Emma, you, you belong to the Lord. You're his. And I think something that brings like steadiness and security in the midst of those different platforms, the midst of the platform of being a student, a high school teenager, and also the platform of stewarding God's word on a platform that many people are watching. Like the thing that keeps you steady is realizing my identity is in neither one of those things, but my identity is in the Lord. And when we realize that God has confirmed our position as mama or as girlfriend or as student or as social media influencer, when we realize he's confirmed that position to glorify him and bless people, we can be steady in glorifying him and blessing people when those platforms remain or when those platforms change, because we know that like our identity isn't in that. And of course, I did not do that perfectly. I had my up days and I had my down days and I had days I looked in the mirror and started crying because comments of people hurt and you're reminded of them sometimes. And I had days where we celebrated and we got so excited because of what God was doing. And I had days where I stayed up until one o'clock in the morning doing homework because I had a message on my heart I wanted to share. And I did that before my homework, you know, like just learning how to balance all of that with time management. I mean, like simple daily things, but the foundation of it all is that my identity isn't in this. My identity is the one is in the one who's called me to this for right now, you know? Good. And I think that you know, it, we're recording this in the middle of, you know, self-quarantine, stay at home, not a lot of travel. And I think everyone's jobs look a little bit different right now. I know mine does. And I've even mm-hmm. walked through that a little bit over the past couple of weeks of, man, if I feel so shaken by having some things taken away from me, am I standing on too heavily on them? Is my identity found too much in that? And I think a lot of people are dealing with that with maybe they have kids at home or their job looks different or they're not traveling or they lost their job. You know, that is the saddest thing to me, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's interesting that we can all at different times go through seasons where we're having to really evaluate where is my identity found? And none of the things that you listed are bad. Mm -hmm. And none of the things that are taken away from any of us are bad. They're all great things given to us by God, but they don't ultimately define who we are and who we are Mm -hmm. in Jesus. Okay. So you're our, is your fiance, did you start dating him in high school? So we met in high school, but we didn't start dating until college. We're both at the same college, 15 hours from home, but we live three minutes down the road from each other in Arkansas. (laughs) Truly like incredible. God is just, he fills everything with himself. Like we met senior year of high school, but the, my entire time of being here in high school, we never met. And I truly believe that the Lord is just such a protector because I mean, I would drive past his neighborhood 
every day <laughs> and we so never good. met. Yeah. And I just think it's so sweet to trust that like I hear people ask questions regarding like comparison of seasons or waiting for the one or like different things regarding relationships or regarding waiting or whatever that may look like. And I just think it's really sweet that like, I obviously wasn't ready to step into that season. And Josh, my fiance wasn't ready to step into that season. The Lord was protecting us. And sometimes like we think we're missing out on certain things that we see other people experiencing, but in actuality, we're hidden. We're hidden in the wings of the Lord. We're hidden in his promises and in his provision as he's like, I'm, I'm waiting to reveal this to you because at my timing, you're going to enjoy it in its fullness. And if you were to be exposed to it right now, you wouldn't enjoy it at the extent that I'm wanting you to. And just to see how sweet the season with Josh has been, it's like, wow, I, I obviously, I was not, my heart was not in a place to experience this sweetness in that season of high school. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the best. We dated for a little less than a year and a half before he proposed last week. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Do you have a wedding date set? Yes. Our engagement's a little longer, but we're getting married June 19th of 2021. Got so it. Okay. So next summer. Yeah, next summer. Mm-hmm. Yay, congratulations. That is so awesome. Thank you. Uh, okay, so in the last two years, you've done two years of university. So you're in your mm-hmm. sophomore year right now. Am I right? You are right. Yes. Okay. So two more years. You've got, you know, roughly two to three more years of school left. So I have a question for you looking forward to your next decade. You know, we talk a lot about looking back. I think it helps us. But 21 years old, mm-hmm. you've got a whole, by God's grace or, you know, God's time. And if he keeps you here to your 80, you have a lot of life left ahead of you. What is your hope for even the next 10 years? What do you hope for your twenties? Like, let's just stick to that. What do you hope for your twenties? I love that. (laughs) I love that so much. I think honestly, the word that keeps coming to my heart is fun. (laughs) The word fun. And I, something that the Lord has been teaching me and I kind of touched on from when I was 14 of like perfection. I think sometimes I will get in my head a lot just on things of regarding being hard on myself. And in those moments, I think I allow the enemy to distract me from simply having fun. Like, so I think when the enemy can't keep you from having a relationship with Jesus, he wants to keep you from living out that relationship with Jesus. And a part of living out that relationship with Jesus is having fun. Like, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 8.15, like, I recommend having fun. (laughs) And in Ecclesiastes 5, it says that, like, it talks about a man and how he was so occupied with joy. Another version says he was so busy enjoying that he didn't have time to brood over the past or he didn't have time to dwell on the troubled things of the days. Like, I'm really wanting my 20s to be full of is like, as I seek the Lord and love his people, I want to be just so occupied with his joy and so busy having fun as I surrender to him that I don't have time to get in my head over things that are truly just a waste of time. Well, I'm going to tell you, your 20s is the time to have all the fun in the world. I'm still having fun in my 40s, (laughs) but go girl, do that. That's awesome. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get 
stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, so next week, you have something really fun that's coming out to the world. Tell us about it. Yes. So... I am so excited. I have a devotional book. It is titled All Caps You, A 30-Day Adventure of Finding Joy in Who God Has Made You to Be. And it is just so near and dear to my heart. I started writing it my junior year of high school. So it coming out right now is just a very surreal dream, like being seen come to fruition. And I don't even believe we'll see it come to full fruition because I will, I don't know all the people God will use it to impact. That excites me. But truly, I just want to share like quickly the heart behind the book. And that is that John 10, 10, Jesus says, our enemy, the thief has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. And when I read that, what I basically hear or see is, so the enemy has come so that we may live in all lowercase letters. (laughs) That's basically what I see. And when I read scripture, Jesus said through all, because he is the word in second Timothy one, seven, we've not been given a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. He said in Hebrews 10 35, don't lose this confident trust you have in the Lord for it will be richly rewarded. And in Proverbs 28 1, we see that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Like we were made to walk in confidence, to walk in strength, to walk in boldness. And that's what Jesus says when I've come to so that they may have life and have it abundantly. I've come so that they may live in all caps, so that they may truly be the full picture of what I have designed them to be. And this book, this Devo, is full of tons of different topics, all the way from bullying and friendships to modesty, to our thought life, to waiting in the Lord, like just tons of different topics because God has called us to be fully who 
he's called us to be in every era of our life, not only in some. And so I'm really excited about it. That is so awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. It comes out May 5th. Um, and so congrats, 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 such a great project and very timely. I mean, it's always timely for us, but especially I think everything is just a little bit heightened right now with the world that we're living in. And so truly understanding those things about who God says we are, um, is always important, but man, is it a, a much needed conversation right now? So MMA, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Let me tell you, you are wise beyond your years and I'm so honored to know you. And I'm so excited for people to hear your story and congratulations on your engagement. I wish you guys just a lifetime of fun together. Wow. Doing the mission of the Lord that he's put on you. So congrats, congrats. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. <laughs> I told you, was I right or was I right? Emma May is a ray of sunshine. I love so much about her story, but two things that I took away from this is number one, that Emma's parents did not shield her from the harm she encountered with online bullying, but yet they taught her how to walk through it with grace and to see God working in the midst of that struggle. What a good word for us parents. And the second thing was when MMA said, God will be the same even in different places. Yes, that is so true and something we all need to learn. MMA, thank you for joining me on the Year Last Decade and congratulations on that engagement. Ah, so excited for you. If you're looking for a new devotional, maybe for a graduation gift, check out MMA's devotional, All Caps You, which will be available next week on May 5th. Friends, thanks for listening to this special edition of the Happy Hour called Your Last Decade. Our hope in all of these special edition shows is that you too can reflect on your last decade, whether you were 23 years old, 10 years ago, 65 or 12. Look back and see what God has done in your life and where he has brought you. How have you persevered? How have you screwed up? What would you do differently? And what are you so proud of? Also, looking back, it always causes me to look forward. What do you hope to see in your next decade? Today's show was edited and mixed by the team at Podshaper and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slockers, and the whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. We would love it if you enjoyed the show, if you'd share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the number one way that people find out about our podcasts, and we are so thankful for that. Next Wednesday, it's not only a fun day, you guys, because it's my birthday, but also Samantha Ponder will be joining us, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. 